Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and this is the podcast where I sort of pick up all the extra things I wasn't able to cover in the Weekly Dish podcast. And I'm excited today because something came across my desk from Carlene Bankston, and I had heard of Carlene just from like Instagram and some of the catering stuff you do. Carlene, welcome to the program. I'd love to hear how you got started because you're also a cookbook author, which I have to talk about too. Thanks so much, Stephanie, for inviting me to speak with you today. Yes, Dine for Dinners actually started, I'm in my second year. Oh, and okay. And uh, kind of take a you know a few steps back to really talk about how this even came into being. So you mentioned my cookbook and I um, retired from Medtronic, which will be three years this September. So think of it when the pandemic was on the horizon, I left Medtronic in September of 2019. And I took that time to think about what I wanted to do. And I knew it had to be um, something with giving back to the community. And uh, prior to that, actually, my cookbook came out in 2015. And that came about after the passing of my husband. We were very much entertainers and loved to have friends and family over for dinner. And people always said that, you know, you really should open a restaurant or write a cookbook. And these were the furthest things from my mind. I just saw this as a way of bringing people together, um, sitting around a dinner table and having wonderful conversations. The years went by and I was now in the process of leaving Medtronic. And I went online to see what I could do with a handful of um, points that I'd received during the course of my time there. And I searched on what I could use these final 19 points for and two food organizations came up. And so I recognized at least one of them, and I chose to give my 19 points to feed my starving children because I'd volunteered there before through work. Um, And it said that 19 points would feed a child for an entire week. And that was my aha moment saying, this is what I need to do. I need to use my cooking to pay it forward for those in need. So hence the name Dine for Dinners. It's about having an in-home restaurant style dine experience to pay it forward to, to food organizations to feed the hungry. So how does it work? Yes, great question. A client reaches out to me and schedule their dine for dinners in home restaurant style experience. We plan the menu together. It's typically a five course meal. And that is determined based on the guests have any food related allergies or food dislike and plan a wonderful menu with some palate teasers, a first course, a main course and end up with a dessert. And one quarter of the cost of that dine experience is paid by the client to a food organization of their choice. So I come in on the day of the event. I set the table and I get going. Of course, there's, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into it leading up to that day, but I typically show up three hours prior to the start of their dining experience. People are usually seated by 6 p.m. to enjoy this wonderful experience. And I um, perhaps serve, clean up, talk about uh, each of the course that are presented um, and they just have a wonderful time. I love this idea. So do you typically do it for like 10 people or will you do it for larger groups too? Because you're kind of doing like full service catering. 
Exactly. Um, well, it, it started off with literally six to eight individuals, but I have done a party of up to 15 so far. And usually if I have more than eight or nine individuals, I'll get support from um, a vast majority of people who volunteer their time to help me. So they've gotten to you know, know um, the way I do things. And uh, they're my culinary assistants when I call upon them to come in and help me if I need that. Do you find that people want to work with you specifically for the feeding others element? Or do they find out about you from a catering situation? And then it's like, oh, and this is an added benefit? Because it seems like this is such Mm -hmm. a great idea. And you could almost like, I hate to use the word franchise, because that's not the right word. But with other people that do in-home experiences or other chefs, that this would be a really pretty easy model to execute. Absolutely. Um, and it's funny you say that because I am the only one who is doing this particular type of um, experience and it's happening in home. And you know, the response I get is that this is even better than eating at some fine restaurants um, because they're having that personal touch. They're, um, you know, um, meeting with me on on varying on every single level when it comes from the food experience. But yes, I've looked thought about maybe um, reaching out to other chefs and seeing if it's something we could partner with. But for right now, it's I'm just so new in the process that I'm learning as I go. Initially, I reached out to my colleagues and family and friends to actually get started, and I had a vast majority of people who signed up right away, and I gave them a huge discount on a dining experience. So they were my charter members. Um, And since then, the word of mouth has gotten out from social media, as well as um, newspaper articles that have been written about me. And most recently, Jason DeRocha did an article in the, for Minnesota Monthly um, and talked about uh, personal chefs that he thought were um, um, great individuals that people could reach out to. So a lot of it's been word of mouth, but also through social media. So tell me a little bit about your cookbook that you did. Did your husband collaborate with you on it or did you work on it after his passing? I worked on it after his passing. And yes, and that's what I should have mentioned earlier. That was actually my first aha moment when I knew this was the direction I was going to be moving into and to the second chapter of my life, so to speak. Um, so yes, um, the summer following is passing February, actually this next month, February will be 10 years since he passed away. So um, that summer of 2012, I was sitting at my desk and just, I just had a little lapse and just something came to mind, you know, maybe I should send an email to my family and friends who all said, you know, you should open a restaurant and write a cookbook. So I posed an email to them saying, if you guys were food critics, what would you say about my cooking? And I received literally, it seemed like instantaneously, I was getting responses <laughs> from, in, from all my family and friends. And that was my first aha moment that, wow, maybe I should write a cookbook. So I set out to self-publish, knowing nothing about this, but realized, you know, that, you know, through your life's journey, people are there in the wing waiting to help. And you don't even realize it um, until you actually start that process. So it was very eye-opening. So throughout the cookbook, a lot of the recipes have comments from these individuals who gave me just wonderful feedback. So it's really a labor of love and it was dedicated to my husband. That's so nice. What is the theme of the cookbook? And I'm sorry, what's the name of it? 
The name of the cookbook is Carlene's Fork and Cork, Simply Delish. So it's about having, um, you know, recipes. Here, I'll show you a copy of it. You probably can't see it. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, okay. Carlene's Fork and Cork, Simply yeah, Delish. Simply Delish, yes. And, and so the fork are my recipes. The cork, it's paired with wines from a local winery in my hometown, um, Mississauga City area, um, Winehaven Winery. Um, so I collaborated with them on the pairing of the wines with the recipes. And the recipes actually represent my travels throughout the world. I'm Jamaican born, but moved to Minnesota as a young child. So I consider myself a Minnesotan or sure even a citizen do. of the world. <laughs> Most people say, where are your accent from? You sound Minnesotan, but then there's a little something there. I kind of hear a little Jamaican as well. But I also spent a lot of time in Scandinavia and I speak Swedish and traveled a lot to Asia. And I did um, live in Switzerland for a while when I was working for Medtronic. Um, um, so, yes, I consider myself a citizen of the world. So the cookbook actually represents recipes from my journey and travels throughout the world. And I tell people you can't, you know, particularly look at something specifically and say this is Jamaican or this is Swedish, even though there might be a hint of that. But it's about the combination of the ingredients that I use. So like one example, you know, seafood is very popular in Scandinavia, especially during the summer, as well as, you know, on the island of Jamaica. and pears, um, or this is what we call them as Jamaicans, but the avocados, the bigger, the larger pears are called, um, the large avocados, I should say, are called pears. And so I, I do a combination of, you know, avocado with a seafood, what it could be shrimp or um, try to think of what the other item is, crayfish. And then I pair that with a dressing that has like a dill seasoning. So it's bringing elements of um, the various cultures together. Yum. Now, had you had crayfish here or in Scandinavia? I was first introduced to it in Scandinavia. So August is crayfish month throughout Scandinavia, and they rate all the crayfish. People usually try to buy, you know, based on the ratings, the whole month of August, it's all about eating crayfish, getting your, your crayfish uh, cravings on, so to speak. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and Yep, and ten taking a shot of vodka with each quai. We don't do that, but uh, that's um, what's suggested. <laughs> so who in your, like when you think about cookbooks that you have followed or been interested in, mm -hmm. can you think of like a book that influenced you or that you modeled? Like, I, I don't know want to say modeled your book after, but I feel like people get influenced by a cookbook and it's that that makes them feel like maybe that's something they could do. You know, I, I can honestly say that I really didn't model my cookbook off of um, any one particular um, cookbook author, but I follow several um, in, uh, in Scandinavia. But then also recently, um, I've been connected with Raghavan Ilver. I was recently connected probably a little over a year ago. And I am really impressed with what he's done, especially on this topic of um, potatoes and curries. And since, you know, I grew up um, with curry obviously being from Jamaica and and that's um just you know so nice to connect with someone else who understand the use of curries and uh, I also use that in my cooking I think too it's confusing for some people because curry just typically means gravy mm -hmm. so I think like you have this idea in your mind of a curry and mm -hmm. when I saw that cookbook the 660 curry dishes that he wrote it's it's on my shelf it's one of my favorites and I don't cook out of it as often as I want to 
But I loved the idea that he really broke down all these curries and made it much more simple and easy to understand. Because if you think right. of it, it's just like a sauce or a gravy, then of course it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's a different um, way of, of classifying what you're making, I guess. Absolutely. I I used to think like curry of just like this hot thing. Right. No, it's, it's a combination of different flavors that you're bringing together to create yeah, specific sauce and, and curry too, you know, it's used quite a bit in Asia. And so I, I really love that. I saw the connection between Asia and Jamaicans from not in particular Thailand, I should say, because I traveled a lot to Thailand and, and their use of curries um, was just so flavorful. And um, that's something I try to model as well when I put my sauces together to create that uh, wonderful flavor. I think too, you hit on something because I was looking at some of the dishes that you've made. I was on your website and some of the parties you've done. Okay. When you think about like Thai food in particular, so much of it is that pop of acid from lime or from mm-hmm. heat. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the fresh herbs, right. with the basils and the mints and the lemongrass. And you have a lot of that type flavor in a Indian cooking profile too, which like exactly doing. Mm-hmm. So that stuck out to me as the way that your dishes presented was super fresh and lively. Yes, yes. I use fresh ingredients and simple ingredients, things that people can find in their fridge. And that was the basis of my cookbook as well. Thanks for mentioning that, you know, because I talk about it's those really fresh ingredients and try to cook in season, right? So, you know, people look in their fridge and say, oh, I don't have anything, you know, to make um, something from. But really you do. You can produce a number of meals just if you had like um, spinach or even tomatoes, you know, in your fridge, um, what you could do with that and cheese um, as simple and even potatoes, right? Potatoes yeah. and cheese make a wonderful meal. I won't ever do this because I'm lazy, but <laughs> I had this idea once and I think it still is a good idea. Like where someone opens the refrigerator and you take a snapshot mm-hmm. of what's in the refrigerator and then you make a recipe specifically from what's in that refrigerator mm-hmm. to show how versatile and how much like a full refrigerator can mean lots of meals. But sometimes people just lack the inspiration for how to put it together. Yeah, you're right. It is about the inspiration, isn't it? Or and especially if you open the fridge and you're super hungry and you just want something to eat right now versus saying, hey, you know, oh, I can make this and, you know, have in it 20 ready minutes. in 20 minutes. Yeah. Or at the most an hour, depending on what direction you choose to go. For example, at the end of the week, um, once I've cooked for the week, I will look and see what I have in my fridge and I'll make pizzas yeah. from whatever is left over. Or just recently I had some pork tenderloin and I did um, a soup from the vegetables I'd left in my fridge um, and uh, baby kale. So, and it turned out pretty good. I was, I was, I was surprised actually. I cook a lot like that because I <laughs> mm-hmm. have a cabin. So, you know, yeah. you're at the cabin and then you're trying to clean out the refrigerator to come mm-hmm. home. Right. And, you know, pizza is one of our probably go-tos, but also, Really anything with noodles and pesto, like there's yes. some quick ideas that you can bring things together, like eggs, frittatas is another example. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great to chat with you and it's Dine for Dinners. Yes, Dine for Dinners. And people yeah. can sign up on your website. You've got like yep. a calendar there and it's real easy. And 
I think I might do this when I know my schedule a little bit more. This oh, that'd spring. be wonderful. Um, and actually, just to let you know, Stephanie, I am pretty much booked out until spring. So my next available opening is actually April 9th. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, before you know it, summer will be here and then people will be saying, oh, can you know, can you do a fall event for me? And then it's the holidays. And I've been telling people, please, if you really want to do something in December, get it on the calendar because once um, those three weekends are booked, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. I'm finished for the year because then it's going to be focusing on my family uh, until, you know, um, 2024 starts, right? Or 2023. <laughs> 2023. Oh, you scared yeah. me there. I was like, is yeah. it already 2024? I feel like we've lost two years. I, yeah, I know. It's it's literally every time I have to think, you know, what year am I in? <laughs> it's almost like it slowed down, but then it sped up somehow. It is. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great mm-hmm. way to describe it too. Thank you so much for a being a wonderful person and donating to charity and helping people that are food insecure, but B just spending time with me. It was great to get to know you. And I look forward to someday being at your table. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Let's okay. sure connect after. Yeah. It'd be great if you would come up. Have you been to Lindstrom before? Yes. Once oh, okay. in my okay. van. Yep. Ah, <laughs> um, so what I'll do is I'll put links to the cookbook. I'll put links to how people can sign up for dinners in the um, show notes of the podcast. And I just really appreciate you being with me today, Carlene. Thank you. Thank email. you.